And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, June 28th. Tick tock, tick tock. People are already heading out of town. Things are happening And uh, I notice that there are many people who are getting ready to board planes. There's been some rocky weather on the East Coast. So just check before you leave. Are you always doing that? Because I always do that. I check where the weather constantly. I feel like I'm absolutely turning into my mother. I don't know about the rest of you, but this seems to be something that happens as you age. You get completely obsessed with the weather. Is it just because we all have like the weather app on our phone? I mean, it's, it is probably that, but it's also, I feel like my mother used to do this via the weather channel. You know, she used to be that person. And, uh, she also called me a couple times when, you know, if I'm driving someplace, she'll say to me, Oh, I checked the weather for you. So she's not going, but she's checking for me, which is lovely. It's very nice of her, but. I wonder how much people pay attention more pay attention more to the weather or planning their vacations than planning their financial lives. I bet there is um, a big disparity. I have a feeling people plan their, take more time to plan their vacations than their perhaps future selves. Uh, Okay. So if you are more obsessed with your money than your vacation, you can give us a holler, go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. But if you're more obsessed with your vacation than your money, maybe you should be reaching out to us and talking to us you too can go to jillonmoney.com and click the contact us button. Let's do some emails, Mark. We've got so much going on. And uh, again, we're preparing for our big webinar. If you want to join us for the webinar, you can subscribe to Jill on Money Live. Again, you have access to not just these quarterly webinars, but we've got great bonus content, interviews and videos that is uh, that that all these things are living behind our paywall. And the paywall, it ain't that high. It's 35 bucks. So you know, reach down deep and do it. Okay. Brett wants to know this. I have an old 401k and a Roth 401k, which is at Prudential. 
Brett says, I am considering moving it to Fidelity since that's where my current 403B is. Aha. The problem is I have a personal Roth IRA at Vanguard. Should I keep the current and former employer accounts together at Fidelity or move the old 401k and the Roth 401k to Vanguard? Any thoughts? Okay. Old 401k, if it's a traditional 401k, can we move it into his current 403b? That's number one question. It used to be you were not allowed to do this. You'd have to have an interim step. And and I don't know if this is the case. It really depends on your current job's retirement plan administrator. All right. So if you go to the administrator and you say, I have an old traditional 401k, can I move it in directly from that into my current traditional 403b? That's number one. The number two question is, if the Roth 401k, should he just move it into his personal Roth IRA at Vanguard? I think yes. I think he can do that, can't he, Mark? Yeah, it's either that or into the Roth version of the the 403B, which is with Fidelity. I mean, you're really not going to go wrong either way. But I think ultimately, way down the road, this stuff's probably going to end up at Vanguard. So I would probably go at Vanguard. All right. So there you go. That's the easy answer. Uh, Here's a question from Tammy who says, how much difference money-wise is retiring at age 62 versus retiring at 65? I think this is a question from Tammy about Social Security. And by the way, Tammy says, do your benefits and dollar increase every year after you retired at 62? I'm a nurse. I'm physically and mentally done. All right. Can we just focus on the last sentence? If you're physically and mentally done, we got to talk to you. I really want to talk to you because it may be that if you retire at age 62, and not at age 65, and you claim your Social Security retirement benefits early, and it's not 65, it's probably 67 is your retirement full retirement age, you will have a permanent reduction in your Social Security benefits. As far as if you are entitled to a pension, that also may play a role, but it it probably won't be nearly as bad as the haircut you take on Social Security. So, To get to your larger issue, if you are physically and mentally done, the thing that is important is that we start running some of these numbers. So we would like to know, Tammy, could you come join us? Because we want to find out, number one, how much money have you set aside already for your saving and investing and retirement accounts? Number two, how much money do you spend? If you don't spend a lot of money and you are actually entitled to a pension and that pension will cover your needs, then you're in great shape. And number three, even if you do retire early at 62, we probably would delay you claiming your social security if you can afford to do so until your full retirement age. So Tammy, we want to hear from you. Please come back uh, and give us a holler and please, 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 because these are big decisions. Okay, Mark, get ready. This is a question from Mary in Connecticut who uh, wants to ask a very provocative question. It's one that Mark's been asking in the subject line. Is it time to sell I-bonds? Aha. Hi, Jill and Mark. I was lucky enough to be on your show last November and I've got a new question. During the period of high interest rates, I purchased a $10,000 I-bond. Recently, Mark made a comment that it might be time to sell the I-bonds since rates are currently low 
meaning the rate that is credited to the I bond. And they are certainly lower than Mary had realized. Okay. Mary says, one suggestion you made in our call in November was for me to beef up my brokerage account. So I'm wondering, should I sell the 10,000 in the I bonds? This is also the first year that I'm contributing to a Roth 401k instead of a traditional per year advice. I'm going to be paying more in taxes. Thanks again for helping and teaching so many of us. I never miss your show. Hope you're having a fantastic summer. Best regards, Mary in Connecticut. Okay, Mark, want to talk about the I-bond situation and what Mary should consider and what should everybody consider as they are thinking about their I-bonds right now? Well, I mean, personally, I'm kind of over I-bonds. I really don't, I don't see the attraction anymore. I think it was like a, almost like a one-year wonder. We were early in that, by the way. I just want to say we were very early on that, on that bandwagon. Just one quick thing. Series I savings bond right now, just to give you a sense of this gang. Um, we, what did we get when we were first, like nine-ish when we were talking about it, right? That was the first six months. I think seven and then nine was where we saw the Series I savings bond. So the the interest on an I-bond is a combination. There's a fixed rate, which is 0.9%, and then they put an inflation rate on top of that. So for I-bonds issued from May of this year through October of this year, the combined rate is 4.3%. All right, so Mary bought this in November. So what happens if Mary sells this after a year of owning it? She will lose out on the previous three months of interest. I think the bigger question is, you know, she has this stuff in I-bonds. So is this, does she consider this part of her emergency reserve? If so, I, I wouldn't sell and put it in a brokerage account. I, you know, if she's going to sell, put it in a money market. So there we go. So this is, so what you're saying is, okay. So first of all, for Mary and everyone else like Mary, you bought a bond, you're going to hang on to it for at least a year. If this was safe money that you were just parking, fine. There's not a problem with that. Maybe after a year, you pull it out. And you find a high yield, more liquid money market or CD rate. If this was a way to park some money, you know, that maybe you'd want to actually put some money into a brokerage account. Well, this might be a good place to start seeding that account. But Mark, if if the I-bond was being used just for safe money, should people blow out of it or not? I am. And you are because, and what's your rationale? I can get at least as good as, if not better rates in some of the high yield money market accounts. It is true, but those interest rates are also going to go down. When do you not have to pay that three months after, is it a five-year deal? Uh, yeah, I think it's five years. I mean, I see your point. I see your point. I, I have, I've bought mine, I think I put 20 grand in, you know, 10 and 10. I'm just trying to think when I did it. I did it pretty early because I think I did seven. I put some at seven and then I did some when they were nine. I haven't even thought about it. All right. Well, listen, Mary, you're going to decide what to do. Okay. Hi, Jill. I hope you're well. This is from Jorge. I hear you on CBS radio every weekend. I'm glad I found you. I enjoy your show. I'm 48 years old. I would like to hear about your recommendations about what to do with previous employer 401k accounts that I have at Fidelity. Mark, this is like the previous retirement account episode. It's great. Uh, by the way, check out my blog post that talks about mid-year money because this is a big part of it, like consolidating old accounts. So Jorge's not contributing to these accounts anymore. He's got a new 401k. It's with Voya. So his question is roll over the two accounts in rollover IRA at Fidelity or leave them as they are. Uh, I'd roll them over as uh, Fidelity rollover accounts use index funds and you know diversify them, but don't put it into that Voya account because Fidelity funds are going to be cheaper than Voya funds. 
This question is from Lydia. Question is about their wills, trust, paperwork. Okay. We want to do a total rewrite of our wills and trust, but until then, we want to first change our beneficiary list for various reasons. We don't want the beneficiaries as they are currently stated. Can we just change beneficiary list now by using the same wording as currently in our will, sign it in front of a notary and title the updated list as an addendum? We attend to complete to get complete overhaul, but right now there's too many things to take care of. Uh, I always get nervous about these legal documents, Mark, because, you know, it's like the real deal, right? I presume it's fine. Uh, what I would probably do is just, can you maybe, is it possible that you just literally say to the lawyer who drafted your, your paperwork, can you change our beneficiary list and here's the addendum and just like pay this person a few hundred bucks just to do that? Don't you find that a little bit, wouldn't that be a little bit better, Mark, than just doing it themselves? I get nervous. Oh, I definitely wouldn't do it myself. And I I just wonder when she's talking about updating beneficiaries, like, is she talking about beneficiaries on, say, like a a retirement account? Because to do that, you can do that yourself. Yeah. I mean, any beneficiary that's in a transfer on death account, a life insurance policy, or on a retirement account, you can do that. The thing you can't, the thing I think she may be talking about is the beneficiaries of the residual of the estate is my guess. Because that would be like, hey, here's a list of people who would get stuff. If you're unwilling to just do that one addendum with the old attorney, I guess your way is a better way than doing nothing, but I'd be very careful. Okay, so that is it. That is our program for Wednesday, and we know that a lot of people are heading out of town pretty quickly in the next couple of days, so travel safely. We're going to be broadcasting every single day. And that means that you can ask us any question that comes about. Maybe you're sitting in traffic as you are going to the beach. Head to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple and lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.